the Tulsi is really calming. Um, and then the rose is really calming as well. So we use, um, it has some witch hazel in it, but we use a non-alcoholic witch hazel. Um, most witch hazels that you'll get at the store have about 14 to 15% alcohol. So they're really drying. And I think a lot of people, when they think of toners, they think of that like alcoholy kind of like sting. Um, so my goal was to create one that was really gentle. And we also have our aloe and lime, which is great for more like more oily, more acne prone skin, but the Tulsi and Rose, that's what I use with my rosacea. Um, anybody that has sensitive skin, it's just going to kind of like calm everything down, help calm down that inflammation, um, and just kind of create a good layer for your oils or for your serums. Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to the Let's Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and man, oh man, am I excited for today's episode. Now, I want you to raise your hand if you've ever suffered from skin issues in your life. I may not be able to see any of you, but let's just imagine that practically everyone's hands go up. I know I'm raising two hands right now. Well, I would be because let's just say been there, done that. My skin gave me quite some issues for quite some time, but I have found a solution and I'm so excited to share it today. Because if there's one thing I love more than sharing a product that works, it's getting to interview the founder of it and just learn about the story and the morals of the brand behind it and just see what they're doing to really change the game in skincare. So get ready to hear all about Lark Skin Co. in today's episode with their lovely founder, Lisa Dolan. And to rewind a bit, I just wanted to share a bit about my skin story so that you see where I'm coming from, you know? All my life, I had kind of spotless skin, and I'm not trying to sound conceited or arrogant. I'm just being honest, as in, like, my skin was just plain Jane. I never had any issues with it, no pimples, acne, inflammation, none of that. And I just, you know, after some time realized, wow, I got really lucky with this. Um, Unfortunately... In my junior year of high school, when I think the hep C stuff was all starting to flare up, my skin issues also started to flare up and get started. I remember going from clear skin to just kind of not recognizing my own skin, uh, particularly on my face. It was just covered all the time in painful, swollen acne and rashes and inflammation, and it just through me. I mean, I was not expecting it. I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know what was causing it. And it was my first time experiencing it at like age 17 and it hit me hard. I just remember I didn't know how to treat it. I didn't know how to handle it. It hurt and I just, I felt uncomfortable and weird in my own skin. I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to go to work. Um, I just, you know, I was afraid to show my face because I I was so insecure about my skin, and, and it hurt too, you know, that, that's the worst part. Uh, fast forward, you know, it's about two years later, and my skin is much better. You know, at first it came to me adjusting, you know, what I was eating, because some foods definitely trigger certain skin reactions in me. I adjusted my exercise, because if I do high intensity, 
you know, like running or a soul cycle class, uh, you can best believe that I will have a few little skin issues pop up. And, you know, so I was doing all these things that really did help my skin, but something was still missing. I, I still was having issues pop up now and, you know, now and again, and my skin just, you know, didn't feel right. It was either too dry or too oily, and I was just frustrated. I tried product after product, and they either made my skin more dry or they made my skin too oily. They were always expensive, and I would get so mad to spend $40 on another freaking cream that did absolutely nothing. Then I started to see Lark pop up around on Instagram, and to be honest, their branding drew me in because it's absolutely beautiful. And then I interviewed two of their, you know, ambassadors of sorts, I'd say, uh, Sammy Eason and Olivia Nosita. They were both on the podcast, and hearing their firsthand experience with the brand drew me in even more. So I caved and I bought the line of my products through them in late November. I will admit, I was skeptical at first. (laughs) I was on their site and their ingredients sounded amazing, but I saw that coconut oil was in a few. And in my mind, that was a big no. You know, everything else I tried with coconut oil had been not good with my skin. But some part of my brain uh, made me buy the products and next thing you knew... They arrived and I was trying them out. So, within two weeks of using their products, my skin went through the initial little like adjustment phase and then, wow, (laughs) I saw drastic results. My skin went from being too dry or too oily with uneven skin tone and some remaining pimples and acne and inflammation and uneven redness to just being clear like clear of blemishes, uh, perfect moisture level, sort of dewy, softer, less uneven red spots, had like this glow to it. And I know it sounds kind of, you know, too good to be true, but it actually happened and it really took me by surprise. I mean, I was shocked. All capital letter shocked, like blew my mind. I had changed nothing else in my routine, so I knew it had to be Lark. And I tested them out for another two months, and sure enough, it was still happening. (laughs) So I reached out to Lisa to come on the show, and I just had to learn what their secret is, why these products work so well, and just really dig into it. So that's why I'm excited for today's episode. Listen in as Lisa explains how and why Lark products work so well with individuality of each of us in mind. We walk through their products as she explains the ingredients and why they're good for the skin, as well as making the distinction between what product may work better for different skin types, which I found helpful. As of now, my Lark routine consists of their cleansing balm, followed by the Tulsi and Rose facial toner spray, then the Willow Bark and Vitamin C serum, and we finish it off with the Sea Buckthorn plus CoQ10 oil. One of my biggest questions during the interview is why their cleansing balm, which I use and love, has coconut oil in it, yet doesn't irritate my skin. So, Lisa explains the science behind their blend and what they do so that we can enjoy the benefits of coconut oil without the freak-out adverse effects it can cause for some people's skin. So it's really fun to see we debunk a few other skincare myths in here that I will definitely be taking with me forward. (laughs) But that's just one example of all the good stuff we cover in this episode, so Buckle up, listen, and when you're done, maybe try some Lark. You can always reach out to me on Instagram at Emily Feichels, 
and I'll give you, you know, my advice, how I shopped with them. Um, I don't know, any questions you may have. I think we answer pretty much every question you may have in this episode, though, so there's that. And then you can always go to Lark as well. They're on Instagram at LarkSkinCo, and their website is at LarkSkinCo.com. Their support is so amazing. They'll help you figure out the right products for your skin, answer any questions you may have, and just the whole ordeal. I really hope this helps you guys. I know skincare can be a, oh, very challenging aspect of health and wellness, and especially if you're trying to go toxin-free, which thankfully Lark is. Um, I just really appreciate a brand that's so open about their morals and their values and their ingredients. It's refreshing, (laughs) and their branding is spot on. So give them a go. Let me know if you do. I love to connect over this, and... As always, if you'd like to support the show and be oh so kind, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rate and review. I immensely appreciate it and will send you a big virtual hug. Now, without further ado, here's Lisa. We all know that skincare matters, but the hard part is finding a brand that not only works, but heals your skin as well. That's why I'm so happy to share Lark Skin Co. with you and how these products changed my skin. I suffered from cystic acne and horrible inflammation for about two years. The appearance and the pain of it all really dragged me down in both my personal and social life. I tried product after product and nothing worked until I tried Lark. I'll admit, I was skeptical at first. I'd tried so many before, wasted so much money, but I quickly learned that Lark is different. To start with, their brand values are those of quality, simplicity, integrity, transparency, efficiency, and individuality. I started my Lark journey with their cleansing balm, followed by the Tulsi and Rose facial toner spray, the Willow Bark and Vitamin C serum, and to finish it all off with the Sea Buckthorn plus CoQ10 oil. And let me just say, wow, I tried their product for three months before reaching out. And I have to say, I'm a fan for life. Even by changing my diet to better support my skin, I was still struggling with it on the daily. I never imagined it was my old facial care, but ever since starting Lark, it's become clear. (laughs) It really does work. It's truly wonderful and leaves my skin feeling perfect. Not too dry, not too oily fresh and youthful and helps to even out the redness and give my skin a glow with the vitamin C. I even had the founder, Lisa, on the podcast. So to learn more about why their products work so well and the reasoning behind each ingredient, check out our episode together and go to larkskinco.com to learn more. So before we get started, I would love if you could just give a little introduction into who you are and what it is you do, and then we'll jump into everything else we have to discuss today. Yeah. So I am Lisa Dolan. Um, I am the owner of Lark Skin Co. We're a natural skincare company. Um, And yeah, that's what we do. I love it. And you guys are based in St. Louis. So I was curious, have you always lived there? Are you a native or, you know, did you move there in recent years and just, you know, decided to stay there to start up the company? Yeah, no, I am from St. Louis. Um, I grew up was born and raised in St. Louis and married my husband who loves St. Louis and doesn't ever want to leave St. Louis. So even though I am constantly like, let's move somewhere warm. Mexico sounds great. California. (laughs) Oh, I I feel that. I feel you on that one. (laughs) Well, you know, I am curious, have you always been someone, 
you know, that's kind of health conscious in the sort of non-toxic uh, chemicals in our skincare kind of way. You know, were you like that as a youth or was that something that really, you know, evolved as you grew, as you grew? I definitely, I definitely think it evolved as I grew. I think when I first, when I was pregnant, um, my son's six now, so like six and a half, seven years ago, um, I started to kind of get really into cleaner ingredients and just simpler ingredients. And I started doing a lot of things with just like coconut oil and shea butter and just really like pure natural ingredients. Um, and I saw a huge difference and I worked as a cosmetologist and did hair for a long time. So for me, I was always exposed to all those chemicals. So it was just really important for me to at least like with my skincare to start being a little bit cleaner and more conscious. Um, and then my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Gosh, she had four different types of cancer. So it was kind of an ongoing thing. But I think that kind of really just put me like on high alert and just made me super, super crazy about ingredients and what what was in our skincare. Yeah, I feel you on that one. And I mean, people that listen to this podcast know I was similar when, you know, my mom got cancer. It's a real big waking waking up moment. And I've had other guests with similar experiences where, you know, whether that's all of a sudden you're wary of the toxins in your products or you just want to eat healthier or, you know, move more. It's just, you know, when you see someone you love go through something like that, it does sometimes, you know, really spur you to get, you know, enact some change in your life. So I, I connect with that. And you mentioned uh, the cosmetology part of your life. So did you go to college for cosmetology or, you know, business or anything like that? I went to cosmetology school. I graduated high school early, went to cosmetology school, did that for, I guess I did that for a year and then decided I wanted to go back to school for sociology and photography randomly um, because I just wanted to never be employed apparently. So I did that and then I graduated with my sociology degree um, and my photography degree and then was still doing hair, still had all my hair clients because I like, you know, I liked it. It was easy. And then um, I did photography for about five years and yeah, then- I was on vacation with my husband and Lark just kind of like popped into my mind during a meditation and the rest is history. I love that. And I'm curious. So you, you had some, you know, I'm sure you transferred some of those skills into the business side of things, but would you say like you had some other maybe life skills that you just picked up over the years that really helped you start a business of your own, whether that was in marketing, connecting with people, the photography side of things. I'm just fascinated by the idea that a lot of times we, we learn these skills just from life, not necessarily from school. And there's so many ways you can apply them to everyday life or even to business. And I just love showcasing those. So do you have any that, you know, really stick out to you in that sense? I think, I mean, with a sociology background, I think that kind of goes well with, with marketing and understanding consumers. Um, but I also think the photography was really helpful in the beginning because I think a lot of people, it was funny when we started our, when I started our Instagram, people were like, oh, this looks like such a professional brand. And I'm like, no, I I just know how to use a camera. So that was really it. Um, And just having like, I took some graphic design classes. So I think just having a little bit of an eye, not that I'm great for design and photography and just art in general was, was definitely really helpful. Well, I was going to ask you, like, do you guys collaborate with someone for branding or was that all you guys? Because I have to say, the branding and the look and everything of Lark is probably one of my favorites. There's just something so aesthetically pleasing about it. It's, 
it's just crying for people to share it on Instagram because it, it fits every feed, it seems. Yes. No, I mean, really, the original like Lark logo was something that I came up with. And then I worked with a graphic designer who's actually in Mexico and she did a lot of the um, like label designs and things like that. And she was great. Um, and she redid our logo. We did it, redid our logo about a year ago with like the sun and the moon. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was awesome. And then we, I had a creative partner for a while that did a lot of the, um, the branding and she was just kind of better at like the overall aesthetic of the brand. So I love that. And I meant to ask before, but you had mentioned you were on vacation when you thought of the the name Lark, like where, I mean, like, I'm sure it popped, you know, popped into your head and you're like, oh, that's neat. But was there any other factors like that made you really feel that Lark was the name to go with it? Because it's, it's so unique and intriguing. I just, once more, I'm obsessed with the name. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually, um, we were on vacation. It was my, my 30th birthday. Um, it was right when out, right when we had found out that my mom had can her cancer had come back and that it was most likely terminal. Um, and I was just feeling really lost and I was meditating and I, the idea just kind of like downloaded into me is the only way that I can describe it. Um, it wasn't anything that I'd thought of doing before, so I don't know why it came to me when it did, but it did. And then um, these little birds flew out of a tree and I just Googled what they were and they were larks. So I was like, well, I guess that's what we're going with. <laughs> I love that. That's so beautiful. And like, do you, do you use meditation on a daily practice? I'm always interesting, interested in hearing, you know, what practices people do to maintain good physical, but also mental, emotional health in the everyday. I try to not as much as I should, um, or I want to, I have a six year old. So a lot of times it's more just like, can we get out the door and make it work in school on time? So I try to, but not, I'm not as good about it as I once was, or I would like to be. Well, I, I, I'm firm in the belief that sometimes it's more about just having the intention to do it. And when you do actually set, you know, have the time to do it, that you've, you're just really all in, you know, instead of trying to like half-ass it every day or something. So I get that. <laughs> well, before we really go into the products, which are, it's exciting part for me. <laughs> um, I was wondering, like, could you just give a breakdown of your brand mission or what morals you really stand by when it comes to promoting product, creating product, just you know, really the essence of Lark and what it means to you, what you hope others see in it. Yeah. I think when I first started the brand, I wasn't told, I was just kind of like, oh, I just want people to know that we have clean products and we're, it's very simple and very easy to use. But as we've developed, I've realized, and we launched a campaign last year that I feel like has really like tied into our mission and that's to inspire women to feel confident in their skin. And that has become kind of the the guiding force for the company. And we just want women, I mean, I feel like as a woman who's 33, I've lived my entire life being told that I'm not pretty enough or I'm not skinny enough or I need to buy this product to make me look better or feel better. And we want to do the opposite of that. We want to tell people that you are beautiful and yeah, these products are great. They're clean. They're good for you, but you're beautiful just the way you are. I love that. And that's the campaign for confidence, right? Yeah. So did you, as you know, as far as that goes, was that sort of another like aha moment where you realized, oh, I really want to try that? Or was it something you were, you know, really thinking on for a while of 
you know, starting something such as the campaign for confidence. Another thing that I just, it just kind of came to me and I was working with our, um, our creative director, creative partner, Allie at the time. And I just kind of came in and I was like, I have this vision and it's women and they're in front of like a pink backdrop. And I know the photographer that's going to do it. And we're going to take their pictures and share their stories. And that's going to be like the mission of our company. And I called my friend who's the photographer that did all the, took all the photos. Um, and she was luckily, thankfully, totally down for it. Her name's Lindsay Hinderer. She's amazing. Um, and yeah, it just, it ended up working out perfectly. We had 11 women. Um, we had two photo shoot days. And I mean, it was just incredible. And all of their stories were so inspiring. They're just such inspiring women. So I love that. Did you just pick like locals in your community or, you know, did you look online to find people? How did you do that selection process to find these women to really represent such an important campaign for your company? Yeah, so we, a lot of them were just local women that either me or Allie knew, um, or they were people that I didn't really know very well, but I knew that they were small business owners or we had done like maybe an event together before. Um, so I just kind of like cold emailed them and was like, Hey, we're doing this campaign. I know you know nothing about me, but would you like to come? And luckily all of the women that we asked that we didn't even know, um, they showed up and they were excited about it and they were totally on board. And it was funny because I feel like the first email we sent them was really, really vague. And I'm like, Oh my God. I look back and I'm like, thank you for trusting me and for trusting us to do this and to use your image to, you know, support our brand and our mission. Yeah, little did they know they'd be the the face of a brand, but no. I I wanted to ask because I know for me, uh, so I had Sammy Eason on the podcast, but before that, you know, I saw she was using your products, but I didn't think much of it. And then the whole campaign for confidence thing came out and that just really grabbed my attention because it was different. You don't see a lot of skincare companies going out of their way to really connect with people in that way. So it was very refreshing. And I just remember that really got me interested. And then, you know, I started to research a brand more, really fell in love with the products and the morals and everything. So I, I just, I love that. And I think it's so inspiring to see brands stepping, you know, outside the, the typical ways of, you know, reaching to their audience. And I don't know, it's like showing a new standard in the industry almost. That's what we're going for. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, so then as I mentioned before, I did want to chat on the products because they're just absolutely amazing. So for me personally, I had horrible, horrible. So when I was young, I didn't have any skin issues. And people who listen have heard my story where all of a sudden I had some real bad health things come up and that kind of spurred my skin to just pretty much make up for uh, 17 years of no skin issues. And, you know, it just get to the point where I couldn't like the one day my cat's tail touched my forehead and I could almost cry. It was so inflamed, so red. And, you know, it eventually got a little bit better, but no matter what, I was always yo-yoing between skin products. I couldn't find one that really felt good. It was always drying my skin out too much or making it too oily or making it worse. And I really struggled, really wasted a lot of money. <laughs> uh, and then I just decided to give you guys a go. Uh, I think it was three months ago. And I just have to say my skin has never been this good. I mean, it's just amazing. So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I am curious before we go into the products, like you yourself, have you ever had like any specific skin issues that you found Lark really helped with? 
Yeah. So I, um, when I was a teenager, I had, I had acne. I mean, I wouldn't say it was like terrible cystic acne, but it was bad enough that I went on Accutane. Um, and I just, I mean, I did years of like antibiotics and different. And then we finally, I finally went to Accutane and that cleared up my skin, but it took my skin in like the complete opposite direction where my skin was so dry. And like you were saying, like it was painful. I mean, even in the summertime, it was just painfully dry. Um, and then when I was, I guess in like my late twenties, when my mom was really sick, I think stress kind of induced some rosacea. And so in my late twenties, like my rosacea really got bad and I'd never had, I'd had skin sensitivity and dryness, but the rosacea like was a whole new, a whole new thing. Um, and I still struggle with rosacea. I do find that like the balm, the vitamin C serum, those things really keep it in check. Um, to be honest, if I'm cutting out like gluten and not drinking alcohol, my rosacea, I don't have rosacea. So maybe it's all triggered by, by what I eat. But, um, but yeah, like those are the things that I've always struggled with and just finding products that were gentle enough that didn't irritate my skin. I mean, my skin used to be before I did Accutane, my skin, I could put like rubbing alcohol on my skin and it wouldn't do anything. It would be totally fine. And then I switched to being like just sensitive. I couldn't do anything, even like Cetaphil, CeraVe, like any of those sensitive skin products would irritate me. So yeah, sounds like me. (laughs) And oils, I think oils, people are so still so scared of oils. um, And we are obviously very oil-based at Lark and I, oils have completely changed my skin, which is amazing. Well, that was a major concern of mine because I started looking at the products and I was like, oh, oils, like, I I don't know, <laughs> that might not be for me. And something in me, you know, had me try it. And like I said, I, I can't believe it. So, you know, I'm curious, could I, you know, lay out the routine I use of your products and then we could kind of walk through the products and you can explain like, you know, why you chose a specific ingredient or what, you know, what the real focus of the product is. Sure, that would be awesome. Okay, so first I'll say I didn't know what to do as far as like the steps. You know, like I've never had a real good skincare routine, but your site made it easy. I was able to figure out by reading the descriptions what what order to use things, and then also I reached out to you guys on Instagram, and you were so kind, just help answer my questions, help me figure out what products I needed to get and what order to use them in. So that's an important first step. So I, I first start out, obviously I wash with the lavender and I think it's neroli oil cleansing yeah. balm. Yes. And I was afraid of the coconut oil because previous products, I don't know, the coconut oil never seemed to work with my skin, but it's yeah. actually amazing. So what's the, you know, how does that cleansing balm really help our skin so much with the ingredients you chose for it? Yeah. So a lot of people do, I found, do have issues with coconut oil and coconut oil is, it, it is really comedogenic. It's a four on the comedogenesis scale. So it definitely, a lot of people will see the bomb and they'll be like, Oh, coconut oil. But what they forget is that it's only probably like 40% coconut oil. We also use shea butter, which is I think a zero on the scale. So it kind of evens that out. Um, and then we also use cocum butter, which is like a drier butter. So that one is awesome um, just for cleansing the skin, but it's also not going to leave you as oily as if you were to just use like straight coconut oil or it doesn't leave that like buildup that shea butter kind of does. So, so yeah, those are all great ingredients. And the goal with the cleansing balm is that oil dissolves oil and that oil is going to pull out all of the 
gunk under your skin um, and just break down any sort of makeup or any sort of just anything that you have on your skin from the day. Um, so that's, I love the balm. That was the first product that I made and started using religiously. My husband who doesn't even, he obviously doesn't do any sort of like skincare, um, started using the balm. He works outside a lot of the times in the summer and he was noticing that he wasn't getting sunburn because the coconut oil and the shea butter have a natural SPF. He was using it as like a moisturizer. We use it as conditioner when we travel. So it's just kind of been like the go-to product in our house. (laughs) That's so interesting. I didn't know about the natural SPF thing. So you're really, you're, you're helping your skin in all ways, protecting it, moisturizing it, cleaning it. I love that. Just applying it before work and he would be outside all day. He's like, this is the first summer that I've been outside and I, my skin hasn't gotten super, and he's a redhead too. So he's definitely like really prone to sunburns. Um, even though he doesn't think he is, but <laughs> I digress. Um, so yeah, he was using it every day and he's like, it's crazy. He's like, my, my face isn't sunburned. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, you're right. Coconut oil has, I think has like a natural SPF of like 15, I want to say. So. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Wow. I didn't know that. Cause I'm very, I'm still trying to find a good sunscreen, uh, that I, you know, can put on my skin. So it's nice to know that that would be a good, at least base layer for everyday, everyday activities. So. Well, so then after I, you know, cleanse with that, I do, I use the Tulsa, Tulsi, I think, in Rose Facial Calming Toner, which I'm obsessed with. I love spritzing it (laughs) on my face. So what does that do for the skin? The Tulsi is really calming. um, And then the Rose is really calming as well. So we use, um, it has some witch hazel in it, but we use a non-alcoholic witch hazel. Um, Most witch hazels that you'll get at the store have about 14 to 15% alcohol. So they're really drying. And I think a lot of people, when they think of toners, they think of that like alcoholy kind of like sting. Um, so my goal was to create one that was really gentle. And we also have our aloe and lime, which is great for more like more oily, more acne prone skin, but the Tulsi and Rose, that's what I use with my rosacea. Um, anybody that has sensitive skin, it's just going to kind of like calm everything down, help calm down that inflammation, um, and just kind of create a good layer for your oils or for your serums. That makes sense. I used to use another uh, spray and it had witch hazel in the base. But, you know, and I always thought, I was like, oh, this will help moisturize because it was lavender. It should be calming. But it would always dry my skin out so much. And I didn't understand why. And once more, I was concerned because I saw the witch hazel um, in the toner. But obviously that, you know, makes sense why your your blend doesn't do that to my skin. It just makes it, you know, leaves it feeling amazing. A little bit calmer. Yes. Yes, exactly. So then after that, I use the aloe and willow bark vitamin C serum, which I'm like, it is the smoothest product I've ever put on my face. Doesn't leave it feeling, you know, oily or dry or anything. So, you know, how does it moisturize so well? And then I'm also interested in the vitamin C part because I know that's like lately that's been real big and media and everything for skin health, but I've yet to really realize why. Yeah, no, it's so that's so funny. When we first developed it, it was I used it for a couple of days and I was noticing like my rosacea was kind of calming down, which a lot of times people vitamin C, people that are more acne prone or have sensitive skin, they don't like vitamin C and they tend to kind of like 
steer away from it. Um, but I was noticing that my rosacea was getting really better and that my skin just kind of had like a glow to it that I hadn't seen in years. Um, and really it's the vitamin C, but also the base, instead of using a water base, we use, um, aloe vera juice base. So that's the first ingredient in the product. So it's really calming. So it's anything that the vitamin C would irritate the aloe vera just kind of calms down. So that was for me, like help with my rosacea and everything. It just helped so much. Um, and then we also have vitamin C ester, which is a like smaller molecule of vitamin C. So it helps to penetrate a little bit deeper into the skin as opposed to just like regular vitamin C. So it's awesome. It's my favorite. It's my, my go-to. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm obsessed. When I went on, when I went to Florida, I, I didn't take like my entire rot- routine cause I was just gone for two days, but I definitely took that because <laughs> it's like, I can't go without it, but. Yes. And I use it like, honestly, I use it as my moisturizer. If I'm super lazy, that's like the only thing that I put on in the morning and at night, which is, is totally fine. It works. <laughs> yes. And so then as the final part, I was using, so I'm using both of the oils now, so we can discuss them both. But first I was using the CO. Q10 C in buckthorn age defy oil, which I love. So what's the you know science behind that? How does that really work with the skin? Yeah. So that one's a jojoba based oil. Um, so that one's going to be a lot more moisturizing and has the CoQ10, which is great for anti-aging. Um, and then C buckthorn, which I love C buckthorn for like just kind of an overall brightening. Um, and then we also have some really good essential oils in that one. I think rose and lavender and then frankincense, which is also really great for kind of calming down the skin. Um, I typically recommend that oil for people that have like drier skin, more sensitive skin, want something that's going to be a little bit more anti-aging, um, as opposed to the rose hip and citrus, which is better for more like oily, acne prone, um, younger, (laughs) younger skin. (laughs) Well, so then I, I loved that oil, but then just to like switch things up, I then I just got my second order and I got the rose hip and the citrus just to try it out because I'm obsessed with everything like citrus. <laughs> so what's the sign? You just said it's like for more oily, younger skin, but. Yeah. yeah so a lot of people like I, with oils, I think everybody kind of thinks all oils are the same. Um, but rose, you can actually have dry oils, which I think a lot of people is a new new idea for a lot of people. Um, and rosehip is just a super dry oil. So it goes on, you'll, it'll go on like an oil, but it actually kind of like absorbs into the skin and helps control oil production throughout the day. So if you're like me, my skin gets really oily in my T-zone, but then my cheeks are usually pretty dry. So if I use the rosehip and citrus, I'll actually do a couple drops in my foundation. Um, so that way it goes on really smooth, but it's also almost like a, a natural way to have to put a primer on because um, it helps control that oil throughout your T-zone throughout the day. So it is, I love it. I love, that was the first oil that we made. The CoQ10 I love too, just because it's it's moisturizing and it's nine degrees here right now. So <laughs> I need all the moisture I can get, but the rosehip and citrus was was my original, original go-to. Yeah, I'm curious because I, I too, my T-zone is always oily and then like my, my cheeks and my chin always get super dry. So maybe I'll try to, I'll kind of go between the two that I have left, but yeah. Try a couple drops in your foundation because that is, that has like changed my, my makeup application. Okay. Yeah. I'm that, that fascinates me. I'll have to do that definitely, but. And and, again, I always freak out because they're like, if I put oil in my skin, it's going to make my 
oily. Like I swear it oil absorbs oil. It's not going to make your skin oily. Exactly. Yeah. I, like I said in the beginning, I was, I was kind of wary because I've just had products before that didn't, you know, didn't do it for me, but you guys have, the blends are amazing. I've just been, you know, obsessed with them. And, you know, I am curious with all these interesting and amazing, you know, oils and essential oils and product, like product ingredients in the products. How do you guys do sourcing? Like, do you have, you know, a specific go-to place or is it almost, you know, seasonal dependence? It's totally dependent on the oil that we need because they all come from different regions. So I've sourced, we have one company that we use that's been around for a really long time. Um, and they sort, they provide all of their, um, their information. And I actually worked with an oil expert who Wendy is her name. She has actually used to work in our shop too. And she is like a wealth of knowledge about oils and she can read all of the like data sheets and break everything down. And I've learned so much from her because not all oils are created equal and there's really no labeling guidelines. I mean, you can buy what you think is rosehip oil or jojoba oil off of Amazon and it will say it's jojoba oil, but if you were to test it, it probably isn't, or it's probably got a bunch of junk in it that you don't want. Um, so being able to read all of the data and to be able to be like, okay, I know this is coming from the region that it's supposed to come from. I know that it's made up of what it's supposed to be made up of has become super important to us. So I think in the beginning when I was just making products for myself and doing it in my kitchen, I was like, oh yeah, I can just order these off of Amazon. But I realized that, no, you have to know where it's coming from. You have to know who's sourcing it, how it's being produced, all of that stuff. Yeah, I, I was the same way, Amazon. Um, and, you know, even with something like essential oils, I really had to do a lot of learning about how, you know, you, you really do have to search for the quality because there's no use spending the money on these things if the quality's not right. Because as you said, it might not even be the pure product or the product you need. And maybe that's why it's not, you know, settling for your skin. So I, I, I love, you know, to hear that, that you guys take it so much into consideration. That's amazing. Even like, I feel like even there's times that I go into Whole Foods or different natural or natural grocery stores and I see brands on the shelves and I'm like, I know that these people, I know that this brand isn't being transparent with where they're sourcing and they don't provide any data. So how, why is it on the shelves in a store that's supposed to be being responsible? You know, it just, it blows my mind sometimes. There's one brand in particular that I always see and I'm like, I, this, they're very, it's very questionable where they're getting their ingredients from. So, and how cheap their oils are. I'm like, there's no way that this could be, because I know how much it costs. I know how much it costs to source good, good oils that are being provided produced properly. So. Oh yeah. I use, I use price as a big indicator because yeah. I mean, if, if something seems too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I just, I, I feel the same way. I'm, you know, I'm more of a food person in that sense of I'll see some brands that, you know, they seem good. They have all the, you know, catch labels, catch words. But if you really look at the ingredients, uh, you know, they're sourcing everything. Like it's the same way. And I can imagine that's frustrating when you're starting out and your prices are higher than others, but you know, people aren't always taking the time to look and see where your sourcing comes from to see, you know, all the pure love and passion and work you're putting into these products. And there's, it just makes me sad that there's a lot of lack of regulation in the industry and the things that the 
FDA cares about, it just blows my mind sometimes. I'm like, I don't understand why having a label that says the correct ounces is more important than being transparent with your ingredients and be, you know, there's just things that I I don't understand. (laughs) Oh, you know, I get that. And I was going to ask, like, what was the most frustrating part about starting out in this field? Because I've talked to a couple other, you know, skin experts or people who've created products in the space. And it does seem to be a rather frustrating field with the FDA and all that, you know, BS that comes with them and trying to pass regulations. So what was the, you know, most frustrating part of starting out in this field? I think, oh gosh, I think sourcing, honestly, I think really sourcing and figuring out, finding good places to source. And, you know, a lot of the companies that we work with, they are smaller and they're working directly with the the makers and it's really sometimes I will need, you know, 55 gallons of coconut oil and they're like, oh, we don't have any coconut oil right now. So then that can be crazy. And when we run out of product, it's usually because it's like, oh, we ran out of this like specific hydrosol that we get from a woman in Oregon who like makes it in her backyard. So so I think that has been the most difficult part, just keeping up with the inventory, making sure that we can offer the quality that we want at the price points that we want. Um, and yeah, that, that would be the most difficult part, I would say. One for anyone else starting out in this field or honestly any product-based field, what would be like a word of advice you'd give them when you're starting out and <laughs> things might not be running so smoothly? Yeah, I think... I heard this from, it was from a photographer once that he, um, when I was into photography, he was, he just said, and it stuck with me, like, keep your head down, like focus on yourself. Don't go on Instagram and look at what other people are doing. Don't, don't try and be something that you're not like every good idea that you have is going to come from you. And that's, what's going to make it different and unique. So I think just keep your head down and focus on, focus on what, what your heart and what your energy wants to put into the world, you know? I I agree a hundred percent. And I think it's almost comical. A friend and I were talking the other day about how just the whole energy exchange works where it's like, you know, you can put a post out that, you know, maybe wasn't fully your idea or you just weren't fully invested in it and it just, it won't do so good. And then when you do something that's just from your heart, it's uniquely you, like no one could really replicate that it does amazing. And I I think it truly does come down to like, we as people, we can just kind of sense that type of thing. And, you know, if you want to have a product, a business that does good, really make it your own, really, you know, make it from your heart space and not from any outside influence, you know? And you mentioned earlier about, you know, in-house facials and everything. So I was wondering if you could talk on that for anyone lucky enough to be in St. Louis, you guys offer in-house facials and treatments, right? Yeah, so we have two holistic estheticians. Um, they have been there for a little bit over a year. We opened our shop about 18 months ago, and they've been there for, yeah, I think November since November of 2018. Um, and they're both amazing. They're totally different. Um, our one esthetician, she does a lot more. She does, like, manual lymph drainage and facial cupping and guasa and, like, all of that, all of that cool stuff. And then our other esthetician, Samantha, is, like, a product knowledge junkie. Like, she just knows. She's just so knowledgeable. So they're both, they're both amazing. They're both totally different and just both amazing estheticians. So I love that. And I've been very interested lately in the entire, you know, lymph system and everything with the face as 
I've just been experiencing a lot of like puffy inflammation in my face. And, you know, do you, I mean, I'm, I don't know, maybe it's, you know, up to the estheticians, but do you know like what the benefits really are from like the, you know, doing the lymph massages on your face and the cupping and the gua sha? Like how does that really benefit our, our face and our skin there too? The manual lymph drainage, I feel like I'm the biggest convert and I don't do it as I should, but I, when our esthetician Lauren got trained in it, I was like, yeah, like, I don't really know about this. She went to, I think she went to Kansas City and took this training and she came back and she's like, I'm going to do it on you. I think she did it just once. And as she was doing it, I was like, this isn't going to do anything. I mean, it's literally like the lightest touch. There's not a lot of pressure. I, I just assumed like to move anything in your face, you're going to have to like really get in there and it's going to be this like intense massage. Um, but no, she, I mean, it's just like, it was just this very gentle massage that lasted for like 30 minutes. And I remember the next morning I got out of the shower and for the first time ever, every time I get out of the shower, my face is just like bright red. It's always because of my rosacea, it's just so bright red. And I got out of the shower and I was like, oh, did I not wash my makeup off? Like what? My skin was just glowing. Like my rosacea was gone. It was crazy. It was crazy. I'm the biggest believer in it now. I'm like, yeah, that this totally works. And facial cupping. And I think it really just depends on your body and how your, my skin tends to, my face tends to hold a lot of like fluid. So facial cupping for me is a total game changer. I mean, the before and after, I can send you some pictures of me before and after facial cupping because it looks like I have like lost 10 pounds from my face. She does it. It is crazy. And some people get that result with guasa and I love guasa and I do guasa pretty much every day at home. But for me, the facial cupping is like when I see the biggest results. Yeah, I was gonna say I've gotten two kind of, you know, facial massages done, but they weren't, you know, it was more so just like a all around massage and they spent a little bit of time on my face. And I remember getting up and looking in the mirror and being like, wow, okay, I could get used to looking like this. <laughs> like it just feels so fresh, you know, like it just makes all your features just stand out and you just, I don't know, it feels more like yourself when you don't, you know, as with any part of your body, if you're inflamed or you have you know, any sort of off balanceness about it, it just feels so much better when you get that worked out and, you know, drained from your face, everything. So I'm, yeah. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Okay. Now I can. Yeah. It said something popped up on my screen there, but yeah. So, well, I, I'm just as usual obsessed. I love Lark and I'm just excited for what you guys, you know, are building and everything you're doing. Do you guys have any exciting things coming up this year that you're able to share? We we're doing a really fun photo shoot next week um, that I'm excited for. And I'm hoping to launch another campaign um, with some other local women and maybe some women that aren't local and that are willing to travel to St. Louis. Um, so yeah, that's, those are kind of what we have in the works. Um, you know, still keeping the shop. We have a lot locally going on. We're getting new neighbors. So we are on like a little strip that there was nothing for a really long time. So I'm excited. We're kind of trying, trying to revitalize this little strip in our little town in St. Louis. So, so yeah. Well, I love that. And you're definitely a, a business with a big heart and, you know, moral. So I, I just hope people keep finding you and you guys keep growing. Well, I know you will, but um, where can people find you at, connect, learn more about your products and everything you're doing? 
Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram. We're at Lark Skin Co. Um, our website, larkskinco.com. And we're on Facebook too. I'm trying to think of where else we are. <laughs> um, yeah, really just online and Instagram. That's the best places to find us. Definitely. Yeah. And you guys are always very responsive. So people can reach out and ask any questions they have. Yeah. Yeah. The new feature on Instagram where it like asks for approval before you can see a message is really throwing me for a loop. I'm not techie. So yeah. Oh my gosh. We have so many messages that I didn't see. So us on Instagram, just send us an email. Yeah. (laughs) Either way will work. We'll get back to you. Now, who's ready to go out and buy some Lark products? No, you don't have to. I'm just saying it might be worth a shot to try. If you found this episode to be educational, inspiring, empowering, I truly hope it was for you. Lisa and I covered so many topics. I mean, from her start to branding to starting a company, the actual skincare itself and why those ingredients are so beneficial for the skin, and then wrapping it up with why quality matters, which is always an important conversation to have. So I just really hope you guys listened with an open mind and maybe you're feeling inspired to switch up your skincare And I'm just saying that Lark might be a good place to start. If you have any questions, you can reach out to either of us on social media. I'm on Instagram at Emily Feichels or at Let's Thrive Podcast. And Lark is on there at Lark Skin Co. Their website will also be linked below, larkskinco.com. Highly recommend you check it out. It's always worth it. Thank you guys once again for listening, and as always, you can support the show at Apple Podcasts by leaving a rate and review. It is greatly appreciated. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.